but it would be. <laughs> right. Welcome to happy hour. Um, like, and I don't want to pressure you about it, but like, if you could donate $2, that's so cool. But I understand if you're like poor and you're like, I could eat chips or give to then eat the chips. You know what I'm saying? Like go for the, or if it's like, oh, I could have a tall PBR somewhere and then I you drink the PBR. It's fine. You can pay Palace later. <laughs> Everyone has a smartphone, right? Uh, it's all, it's all good, but we're doing an open mic. And we're going to have fun. People that are here, clap for yourselves. This can be as good or as bad as you want it to be. George G. Smith is back there, and he laughs his ass off, so he is 14 people. You actually have 14 people right there, and if he laughs, that's a 14 people laugh. Okay, so judge it that way. Put your hands together for your first comedian tonight, Sabrina Miller! All right, let's just get this thing started. How are we all doing? Wow, interesting response. We're probably, it feels like we're living through one of Nostradamus's prophecies, but everybody's like, woo, yeah, life is good. Fucking, <laughs> it doesn't, it does feel like we're living through one of his prophecies. It's like, when the crescent moon floats in the smoky sea atop the city by the bay, whilst the orange king holds court in the swamp in the east. I don't know, I could make a tasteless joke about paradise being lost, but that would be horrible. I don't know, I don't know. We're gonna find out soon enough what the last part of that, that prophecy is. Uh, so my name is Sabrina Miller. I've oftentimes been described as the vanilla Sarah Silverman, oftentimes by the same dude. Oh, that's right. I don't think George heard that one. Awesome. Let's keep... All right. The same guy who once told me I reminded him of a white Joan Rivers, George. I'm just going to fucking... I'm going to keep... I'm going to keep telling that joke. As long as there is one person who laughs, I am just going to just keep fucking running with that, that joke there, uh, which is actually funnier than anything I've ever come up with. Fuck that guy. I hate him even more. So uh, I am a part-time extrovert, I am. Uh, my mom was shocked when she found out that I do stand-up. She was really shocked because I've struggled with anxiety most of my life, and I told her, Mom, I'm comfortable on stage now, you know? I'm comfortable. I don't have to have weed brownies anymore. I Yeah, I find it reassuring to know everybody really is staring at me. Thank you. Feeling comfortable. Part-time extrovert. So... Uh, I, I drink, thank you Pam for that muffled applause, simpatico. So I, I, I drink, but not to be social, I drink because I have obsessive compulsive disorder. That's why I drink, baby. Oh yeah, just the other week I brought my joke notebook with me to a bar, had quite a few drinks. Oh my goodness, things got a little crazy. I was like, oh my god i am so fucked up right now i totally forgot to dot that i and cross that cross that lowercase t oh my goodness i'm like guess who's not gonna be triple checking the lock on the front door of her apartment tonight this girl yeah that's a nod to the movie as good as it gets jack nicholson okay hmm I voted slash low self-esteem. I don't remember that one. So moving on. 
So OC I was talking about OCD. That reminds me. Uh, for some reason, that reminds me of this article I came across about uh, uh, talked about things you should never do right after you wake up in the morning. Now, the first thing was don't go on Facebook. Sorry to burst your bubble. Something about scrolling through your newsfeed, elevates your cortisol levels, makes you anxious. You don't want that. Uh, second thing was don't not hydrate. Now, the third thing you should never do right after you wake up in the morning is make your bed. I know, I know it's a hard one not to do. Just, 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 you know, just curb your enthusiasm there. So I, I don't know what the science is, but there's something about, you know, fluffing the comforter and spreading it out that makes for more dust mites. And I'm like, okay, so what if you're OCD? What if you can't not make your bed like three times in a row? What do you do? Do you get three times the dust mites? Like, what the fuck? I wish I was a Republican and OCD so I could treat dust mites like climate change. Oh, God, I wish I could. Oh, my goodness. So I am transgender. Uh, that's right. There's no segue for that one, so I can fucking just insert that anywhere. So I am wearing a bra right now. <laughs> I don't know why. Let's be honest. This is not a bra. It's a boob warmer. Earmuffs for my boobs. Boob muffs, if you will. Thank you very much. And uh, I think I will just end on uh, just talking about my boobs there. All right, I'm going to turn it back over to your your host, Bam Benjamin. Told Give it up for Bam, everybody. Sabrina Miller, yay! We are so simpatico. I also have no boobs. <laughs> like, this is all chicken cutlet. Like this over here. You could elbow me right now, and I wouldn't feel it at all. This is a, this is a chicken cutlet bra. It's like a huge amount of fluff, and then it pushes my sad, sappy triangles together in some semblance of cleavage that I don't show underneath my T-shirts because I try to dress like a boy. <laughs> try to dress like a 14-year-old skateboarding boy because... I never grew up, everybody. I just wanted to be Peter Pan, but I never got the role. Oh, Sandy Duncan, you're so cute. They're one glass eye. Cool. I see just 14 people back there. George D. Smith! What? Uh, I'm the worst host ever, but look, I can do this. Don't lift the veil, everybody. Hey, your next comedian... What a champion he is. What a helpful and wonderful individual. He has a great open mic on Saturday nights. Oh, unheard of. Who has a mic on Saturday nights? Your next comedian does from 8 to 10 every Saturday. It's called Watch and Learn. Come and watch and learn with him. Put your hands together for Capital Pilgrim. Yay! I like that. I'm transgender. I don't have a segue, so I can stick that in anywhere. Hi, friends. Sorry the AltaCast is late. Getting in the studio. Couple minutes. Major apologies all around. Super excited because Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, is actually coming in today. We haven't seen her in so long. She has a new job with the city. Livable city. Killing it. Being a girl boss. Uh, super exciting stuff. On the way today, talking about the patriarchy. Woo! And, you know, all kinds of other things. We'll see because, you know, she brings the news. I have no idea what's happening. Uh, I hide myself in a barrel of whiskey. Coming out for free ice cream days. That's what I'm doing. All right. 
Hope the Japanese Bjork. Uh, let's listen to that for a second while I figure out what's going on. Badass ASMR stuff before ASMR, way back in the day, copay. Okay, um, like I said, we'll, we'll be right back to talk about the patriarchy. some copay all right yeah here we are at AltaCast on a Tuesday now moving moved to Tuesdays tomorrow at noon is CPCL choose poetry choose life gonna be back here give me a call 415-550-0511 if you want to say something I'm just gonna be holding down the fort until Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, graces us with her presence. I should not play Billy Joel, because <laughs> that's all I ever do. Although, Innocent Man is in my head like crazy. I can't get it out the whole way here. Some people do, 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 Trying to think about what songs I'm going to sing for karaoke tonight at Neck of the Woods. Hell yeah, 10 o'clock karaoke on Tuesdays with Mark. And a uh, really good time. Uh, sang last week, sang, sang a bunch of stuff. Not sure what I'm going to sing this week. Oh, I remember what I want to sing. I want to sing some Bjork. I want to sing, It's oh so quiet. It's oh so chill. You're all alone and so peaceful until. And we'll see if my voice can handle belting night. 
Also, 6 o'clock, OMG, come on down, two for one wells. Yay, come down, please. On Savory 6th Street between Mission and Market. 6 to 8 every Tuesday. Mutiny Radio brings you the best of the open micers at a bar where you get cheap booze. Woo, woo. So come on down for that. Big, big, big week for me, actually. Um, Wednesday, we've got the Mutiny Open Mic at Baby Blues Barbecue, but then also the show at Madam Race Car. So reserve your tickets for that. It's free. Everything's free because I'm a socialist, and I want you to come out and have a good time and laugh at the patriarchy. Uh, Thursday, we're at Emperor Norton's Booze Land at 8 o'clock, so that's exciting. Friday here at the station. But also this weekend, I am hosting at the Alameda Comedy Club Friday and Saturday night, seven to nine shows for Erica Rhodes. I got two homes, which is exciting. And my 11-year comedy anniversary is coming up, and it is this Sunday, the 17th. 7-17-11 was my first comedy set ever at Amnesia, and I'll never forget it. Three minutes. My buddies at the time, Jason Dove and Alex Q. Huffman, said to me, don't get on stage until you have five punchlines. Five punchlines is three minutes. And that was the best advice I've ever been given as an open micer. Five punchlines, three minutes. Don't tell a story. Don't do it. I mean, do it, but have some fucking punchlines in there. Because what you tell at the water cooler that everybody laughs, oh, ha, 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 no. And when you're on stage, it's a little different, so you got to. Craft that language and plant those punchlines into your goddamn stories. Anyway, if you're an open micer, please go to open mics. It's a lot of fun. But remember, five punchlines is three minutes. Okay, enough of helpful. Ooh, it's 1212. Oh, now it's 1213. I like it. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong clock. I like it when it's multiple numbers like that, like 1111. Boy, I love that time. 1212, I like a lot too. Anything repeating I enjoy makes me feel like, oh, something magical is happening. It's 333 or whatever. All right. Do you believe in magic? Do you believe in magic? I'm going to stop talking. And I'm excited for LaToya because I have some things that I want to discuss with her today. Uh, I'll find some music in the interim. Enjoy Copay. Alright, let's try this out. Uh, this is Dream Express, and it looks like, I'm gonna guess, amazing, amazing disco. We're gonna see Dream Express. 
as we guessed, yes, it's disco. This is Dream Express. That was wigged out. Next song I'm really excited about, Get On Board. Sounds like a mutiny thing. Get on board. Get on this ship, everybody. And apply for the 7th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up October 9th through 15th. Submissions open till the 31st of July. Apply now. Get on board. Doot, doot. The comedy train. Strike me, me. 
I supposed to do? Oh, get on board. Right. What was that again? Oh, get on board. Okay. Yeah. Gonna. We're gonna. What are we gonna do? We're gonna get on board. All right. Dream Express. Get on board. Their next song on this album, I'm, I'm excited about, because it's called Disco Queen. Not Dancing Queen. Not what you think it is. No. 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 Not that one. It's Disco Queen. Uh, exciting. Exciting band, all wearing wigs with huge bow ties with polka dots on them on the back cover. Why? Why? Very trippy. Uh, a lot of fun. A lot of gimmicks. Love those gimmicks. Disco Queen. Why you dead air me like this, Midnight Express? Come on, there it goes.
That was a killer song. I wished, I mean, I was born in the 70s, but I wish that I was like, could party in the 70s, man. I, I would have never made it out alive. Disco's too fun. Too fun. Back in the days of free sex and... Woo! All of Midnight Express are dudes. They're dudes singing those sweet tunes. Midnight Dream, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. My dream last night was so crazy. Dreaming about summer camp and... Oh, my God. I hate it when all the comedians are in my dreams. It's really bad. It's not fun. I have to see them every day. 
And now I have to see them in my dreams too. That's not fair. All right, take me out dancing.
seen enough of Dream Express. I've 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 made I was you. It. Where are you? Yeah, Dream Express. Disco baby. She's here. I'm black. Yes. So exciting. I've been working my ass off, dude. It's exciting, your job. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, I've been busy, and I'm also trying to bring in Mutiny Radio, us, the community, Pam, to, you know, because I work for a nonprofit, so... Bringing it to the community is something that we that that's something that we do. We've wanted to do it for so long. Like I love the city and I love the programs that exist and Livable City is amazing. And you the thing I'm so excited about is your promotion is on point. I see it on every Muni bus, on every I see livable city stuff everywhere. And I love that the city and Muni co combine yeah. for promotional things and especially when it's about Bringing the community together and coming out and um, I mean yeah I find out you know behind the scenes because my my title is uh, uh, a production coordinator yeah um, but excuse me project production coordinator um, but it working behind the scenes it's not easy to like have a collective like us to be able to basically shut down a busy street yeah where buses transportation and uh you know come through i mean it's one thing to like you know traffic and stuff and you know get that onto another street but we're talking about a whole city bus yeah where people depend on and so we just wrapped up our valencia one on sunday um that's one of the largest the most overly populated one because we usually get about twenty thousand plus people And so, because people know about it because it's well promoted and everybody loves Sunday streets. It's super fun. Right. The streets are shut down, everybody's walking around, and it's safe and lovely. And it, you know what? As someone that grew up in a small town that had the, you know, that had the advantage to have a backyard and a front yard, to have a playground, a lot of the, you know, you have to think about the youth and the kids. We're in the concrete jungle in some mm-hmm. parts of the of the city and a lot of the kids don't have that backyard or that front yard to run jump and play and ride their bikes so it does like make me feel really well well not well but good yeah. about seeing kids like riding in the middle of the street where a car and a bus frequently goes on yeah. and people grown-ass people riding their skateboards and stuff and having just a good time yeah so minus i will have to say this so there's a tweet about this crazy Karen on Sunday. No, no, no. Uh, so this happened on Sunday. So we had no incidents. It was beautiful. Yeah, and- I mean, that, that, that's the thing that's scary, too, is that it, everyone's being safe. There's no, we're not worried about grouping together because of gun violence. I mean, it's, I love you, San Francisco, and we're cool to each other. And there, I mean, no fights, no issues, just one Karen. Love it. Love it. So this one Karen, her her Twitter is Viking Miss Stacy. Oh, <laughs> so, that's cute. So she was at Sunday Streets, and she said, this is on her tweet. This is not a joke. Today I was arrested by SFPD, the crime standing on Valencia Street. How did this happen? Let me tell you. So <laughs> this is what happened. Ladies and gentlemen, our event ends at four o'clock. So we as staff and volunteers have to make sure that, you know, people get their street back. Yeah. Mimi gets their street back. People are able to park on, you know, by their homes and what have you. Yeah. 
she refused to move out of the street. Uh-huh. So she's just standing in the middle of the street on her bike. Right. The event, our event ends at four o'clock. For right. your safety and everyone's safety, we we tell people please move back onto the sidewalks. sidewalks. There's traffic coming. Yeah. She refused to. Because she's like, it's Sunday streets. Yes. It's Sunday streets. And you're like, Sunday streets is over. And she's like, it's Sunday streets. Yeah. So she, you know, I guess she's, she's trying arrested. to trying to seem like she's a revolutionary. I don't know. It's, what? So, the so she ended up getting arrested. Great. But the thing is. Why wouldn't she just be like, I'm sorry, I'll move now. Why get arrested? What, what kind of point are you proving? I don't know. Yeah. And here's the thing. So when people like that do that to us who are giving you the community and everybody an opportunity to have the freedom to do this, which a lot of cities do not yeah. have this opportunity. I hate when people, you know, have to take advantage and, you know, it's for your own safety, yeah. you know? And so the five hours of having that open space is a beautiful thing, yeah. but it's just like, ma'am, please for your own safety, you're not a martyr. Get okay? out of the motherfucking street. Yeah. Yeah. And so the it, event's over. So it's she, like going to, it'd be like going to a concert when it's over and being like, why isn't, and they're like, hey, you got to get out of the, you got to get, we're, we're closed. And right. No, and I'm not everybody, supposed to be here. Exactly. And, you know, not, and here's another thing not everybody is a responsible driver. Right. So there's like a lot of people who are erratic on the road, but it's for your own safety. And yet, just because you heard no, please move on to the. There's certain people, Karens, that just don't like to hear no, okay, even if it's yeah. for your own safety and sure. life and your legs. Right. And so that was just the only one incident. But the yeah. cool thing is, and Megan's the one that told me about this, so I'm sure we'll be talking about this in the office tomorrow. Yeah. But I, what I do appreciate, the city is, <laughs> people on Twitter are dragging her. Oh, good. Yeah. I have it. Yeah, I, drag I her with her bike behind a car. I, <laughs> I have not seen the drags, but shout out to those who are dragging her because when people do stuff like this, that act like they're some kind of martyr and like, I'm defending the streets and I have the freedom to do this. No, you're actually hurting the community. You're hurting us. You're wasting taxpayer resources. money, resources. Like what? The cops have so many better things to do then deal with lady in the street that won't move. I mean, come on. That's that's very funny to me. It's uh, reminiscent of the idea of like, you're not helping, like the lady who called the police on the child who was selling uh, lemonade. Oh my God. Remember that one? Yes. And it was like, okay, Karen, like. Oh, but near, cause by the way, she lived right by it, uh, the ATM stadium. So she was saying noise, like, come on lady. Yeah, you dude. live right by the noisiest part of the city. Yeah. Okay, people are crazy. I'm actually on her Twitter page. Ooh. It's kind of funny. I see my boss, and she says, it's kind of hilarious that they're using my safety as a reason to get out of the roadway that I might get killed by a driver because it happens on Valencia all the time. Seriously, she said that once, but she, ser she seriously said that not once, but twice. <laughs> my response is proving my point. See, I hadn't went through her Twitter thread. Yeah. This is crazy. This it, well, is it's, I mean, it, it all goes, the, she has a feeling of entitlement and was expressing a feeling of entitlement. It, but that doesn't make any sense because. Oh, and then she says, oh my God. It's we like, cannot why? have the police be the thing that keeps us safe from drivers. We need infrastructure and 
which protects us. And if we, they're the streets with lots of collisions, we should remove cars until we figure out what the hell is going on. Wow. Is, so her thing is like, San Francisco should be a carless city and it should be like Market Street and nobody should be driving on it. Oh, I mean, just not the time or place to do your, um, your activism. If you want to do activism about closing streets and getting rid of cars, the time to do it is between 11 and 4 when the streets are closed. And then you could say, look how wonderful this is. Wouldn't it be great if we did this all the time? And then you could like have people sign a petition or you could bring it. You could do something positive for your message instead of just being a stupid dickwad. Like, come on. Okay, so this is where I'm about to get mad. And I think this is what my friend Megan was saying to me in, uh, in our thread. She said, I could do this alone because I'm a white mom with no record until today. Could my friends of color have done this alone with the same confidence today? Whoa, what kind of soapbox is she building in this? Okay, this is funny to me because it's like you're stupid and made a mistake and came too late for Sunday Streets. So now you've built yourself a soapbox so that you're a champion for POC arrests? Like what? What? I'm so confused. Like... I mean, if she's using it as a story for white privilege to say that, hey, white privilege exists. Yeah, okay, we know that, but what are you, who are you standing for? You're standing <laughs> in the middle of the this, road. Yeah, you're standing, standing for your, yeah, it doesn't. I, I'm just, I can't. I'm actually going through this thread on real time, out, uh, podcast uh, podcasters, so it's. <laughs> I'm kind of really like, what the? Well, and why women already are under attack. Why be stupid and give people a reason to say that white women are dumb? And I mean, come on, lady. This is, I mean. Patriarchy's real. Some, the clout is real for some clout privilege. Yeah, I mean. I would call it clout privilege because, I mean, I just saw my boss like trying to tell her like, please get off the road. There, she yeah. like had video and everything. Wow. Yeah. So I'm just. It's, it makes no sense. I mean, we. I mean, Sunday streets. I mean, we do have kind of incidents and stuff like that, but this is on another level. Whereas, what? It. Okay. Like if it is, if she's gonna make some kind of protest and getting arrested is about some sort of protest, then let's make it about something that's really happening right now, like Roe v. Wade or like. I mean, your activism is for shit if you're not, I don't know. And now she just, you know, makes women look dumb. Say it again. The patriarchy's real. I mean, (laughs) say it again. Um, I mean, say it again, Pam. I mean, I I just, (laughs) I mean, I've seen, like I said, working in the hospitality industry, you see a lot of stuff, but... This is for your safety. Yeah. We know Valencia Street. Yeah. Listen, even if there's no cars and the light is green and I can cross it, am I going to cross? Hell no. Yeah. You know why? Because that's a death wish on that yeah, street. Because I don't want to die. Let's just, yeah. I mean, I'm die. not going to jaywalk on Valencia Street. I just, there's there's just like, I, what I do? I Listen, I have a better chance of survival jaywalking on Market Street now. Yeah. Because shit down there anymore. Exactly. In Valencia, where there's too many erratic drivers. Someone just come around a corner on 19th Street. Right. Yeah. People been drinking. Mm-hmm. It's hot. People are always flying down that street. There's buses. There's poli- the police stations right down there. Yeah. There's fire. De- I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. 
And yes, my boss was trying to save your ass <laughs> from you getting, I don't know, becoming roadkill. Right. And because that would that would look bad on Sunday streets. I know. That would we, be we would get shut down. I know that would be terrible. It's like one one white lady ruins Sunday streets for everyone. Fantastic. Way way to go. And I'm sure she probably has a backyard or grew up with several. Right. You know, there are some great parks that they just redid in the Tenderloin, and they're gorgeous. I've seen a couple yeah, of them. Yeah, they're great. And I have to say, shout out to... Um, uh, Urban Alchemy? Alba, yes. They're amazing. They're even um, on Hyde Street across from that little area they have. And I don't know if the city's running it or if it's um, Urban Alchemy that runs it. But there's a free summer camp for kids. They have free activities and they've got adults there to like hang out with them. And it's like cool <laughs> at this park. I was like, what? Like free, like free summer camp at the park. This is go San Francisco. They've, uh, they've uh, actually had some, um, we've had, we've worked with them and I've met some of the, um, some of the people, especially the ones in the Tenderloin. Yeah. Very friendly. I love what they do. They've changed the entirety of Hyde Street. I used to walk. I used to avoid Hyde Street because it's so gross. And people were just, you know, doing heroin and selling crack and doing whatever they do. I don't know what they do, but they're all standing there. And they don't stand there anymore. I don't know where they stand. Because Urban Alchemy, like, says, hey, the streets belong to all of us. Can we not have this here? And, like, wow, just their presence. And I love their tagline, once you see us, you can't unsee us. And it's hundred percent cool. true. And they're paying people, they're having jobs, they're part of the community. It's they've single handedly changed Hyde Street. And they're, I mean they're amazing. Like within just like a year and yeah. so, just seeing the transformation. And like I think they also do work over on mission or what have you, because I notice um I don't know if it's like a new kind of like, I don't want to say housing camp or what have you, mm. but it seems like there's a little kid community, like a small, like small houses, it looks like. Huh, cool. It looks like, because I, I, I haven't did my research, but I just remember when I was walking by, uh, I saw like a lot of them and it looked like they were helping like those who were questionably housed and what have you. Cool. So I have to, I have to do some more research, y'all, but it looks like they're doing that on top of, you know, They've even helped me, like, try to unload a truck. That's so nice. When they didn't have to, when they could have just stood there and watched, I didn't ask. They asked me. That's so nice. And they're and smiling and joking. I, I mean, yeah. Just, they just, always say good morning. They're just yeah. kind people, and they're they're respectful and nice. I mean, they're it's it's nice. I like them. Go Urban Alchemy. Yeah. Hell they're, yeah. They're an amazing bunch. So, and that's yeah. another thing I think I'm really you know working with. A livable city you're also getting to see like I'm, I'm not shitting on the city as much <laughs> <laughs> because you can I, see the the plans that are in it, that are actually happening right because you before know. you don't see them and it's like oh I can see this and now that you're a part of it you're like oh I see what they're doing okay right I mean of course I still have like my qualms with certain things that sure. we could do but there's also the other side of it of whereas you know Urban Alchemist. Yeah. Uh, livable City. There's other groups out there that are, you know. Well, where did the people go that were living uh, in between the Asian Art Museum and the library? That's open again for parking. And you can see the little squares uh, and the numbers of the people that lived there. And they were, they were probably like 
There were probably like 50 squares, 50 people that were camped and living there for two years, two years. And I'm wondering, where did these 50 people go? Because they had pallets and they had bathrooms and they had showers. And, and I'm not sure who was providing that living space. Um, but maybe that's, maybe that's what moved. Maybe Urban Alchemy started a new thing. But because there were 50 people. And I thought... When, it was, when I'd walk by it, I always thought, oh, the city, that's so nice of the city, and then it's gone. And I'm sure there was a plan where the city was like, we can't have this forever. Like, it's not sustainable forever. And so it finally disappeared. So, sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering if it's like, if that little um, kind of like shelter, small housing thing, I'm wondering if that's where some of them are going. I hope so. Um, yeah, because they're a nonprofit. Uh, they're employed. And by the way, they're formerly incarcerated. So people that use stereotypes about those who have a record or who are formerly incarcerated, go fuck yourselves, okay? I mean, there's a lot of people who are certain, you know, like this Karen right here. <laughs> That's why they, she got the bracelets put on her, okay? <laughs> So people like that, she's the kind of person that possibly would be talking about, oh, well, they, you know, they have the scarlet letter, the F in front of them, felony. Oh, you yeah. Know. But it's recidivism, recidivism, it's an impossible word to say because no one can really do it. But they are, there's recidivism happening in that program. The whole point originally, I guess, of prison and if we think about it and the way Sweden does it is that you're trying to take people who have made mistakes in society and then help them understand what those mistakes were and how to become positive, giving members of society again. But when you have a jail system that's flawed and people, when you're incarcerated, when you ha you're on parole, you have to stay in the place where you are, but you don't have jobs and you live in San Francisco and you're staying. So if you were in a San Francisco, you know, county thing and there you are when you get out and your, your parole, you have to stay there. And then what do you do if you can't get a job? What if no one's going to hire you? What do you, what are your options? So as a community, we have to believe that people can change. And if they start and we give them opportunities and there's change there. Great. I mean, urban alchemy, they're not, they're all respectful, nice, helpful, humble, humble, and who better to deal with? Like, if you've been in jail and your life has been, I mean, when you're in jail, and I'm just imagining, because I've only been in it once when I had a DUI, but I've watched those prison shows, and you have to judge people's behavior immediately, and you have to make choices so that you don't get hurt, and you have to make choice, and you have to so who better, if something's happening on the street, to, to deal with the situation than someone who's already been in that situation? Like someone who knows how to deal with people who are on heroin because they've seen them or who knows how to deal with erratic behavior. Th that's not, I don't know how to deal with erratic behavior. I don't have that skill set. And if that's a skill set that they learned in prison, let them use it. Yay, you know, to make our streets better. Absolutely. And you know what, what I'm finding is, um, so I'm, I'm kind of scrolling through uh, different articles by the SF Standard. Shout out to SF Standard. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, and uh, SF Chronicle. 
and they get paid seventeen dollars and fifty cents an hour, which is more than minimum wage, which, which got raised to sixteen ninety nine. Right. Which I love that they're paying them. They get, you know, that's really, you know what? They get paid more than these some of these people that work at these corporations. They get paid more than me. But that's great. No, <laughs> that's, and no, that's awesome. It's, it's a, fantastic, and I people mean, should they have get a, paid more. But it's something rather than. And it's, I'm, it just makes me so happy, and I love organizations that do things like that that are you know catering businesses or that hire people who have been incarcerated in the past because ideally you come out of incarceration and you're re- and if you want to and if you get a job then you get to have that feeling of accomplishment because you're probably working in prison too and getting what three cents an hour or whatever oh, they God, pay them a dollar a day right something bull- slave Exactly. Wages. That's what prison is. Well, and so much it's so much of capitalism is controlling people and wanting them to buy things or seeing them as a commodity. And when people are in jail, they're a commodity because they're making money for the prison system. It's it's all very sad. So there's this is a bit that I'm gonna read from the SF Chronicle. Um the city has signed of fifty-three million in contracts with Al- Urban Alchemy to run eight homeless shelters and help staff the city's new Tenderloin Linkage Center near City Hall, where people can connect to services. The city's homeless service department said shelters run by Urban Alchemy have had few issues and that the organization has met their terms of the contracts. Fuck the gr- yeah. The group sells its service as par- partially spiritual with the goal of transforming the energy of traumatized urban spaces. Employees are known inside the organization as the practitioners. The nonprofit's unusual slogan is, I love this, no fuckery. Yes. I love you, Urban. They're running eight. So that's the thing. Is so that I think that's probably what I saw. To staff shelters then. And okay, and this is the thing I've been saying for years too, is why not? Why not take some of these empty buildings in downtown? There's we bathrooms there already. Turn them into a place for people to live and then give people jobs, not policing, but being a part of the community in those spaces. I mean, we've been talking about been the t- idea of this for yeah. a very long time. And it's amazing that it's being funded and that uh, who better to paid. deal getting paid and who better to help the population that people have been part of the population. And that whole, remember when we were talking about, oh, they're paying people to not do crimes or whatever. Yes. We talked about that earlier this year. So why don't we give people jobs, you know, not just don't do crime. We're going to pay you to not do crime, but have a job where you're actively working against not crime, but just helping the community, making it safe. I mean, kids live in the Tenderloin and there are people that are shooting heroin and it's hard as a small woman. And I don't want to be a Karen either and be like when someone's shooting up in front of a child, like, am I supposed to say, hey, man, do you have to do it in front of the kid? Because then I'm like a Karen. Actually, that's not being a Karen. You you didn't say stop that. You're you're, you're giving them an option like, hey, you don't have to do that in front of here. Like there's so many other spaces you can do that. That's not being a Karen. That's actually safe. Okay. I mean, it's one thing to be like, stop doing drugs, you dirty, dirty, filthy no, animals. It's fine That's- if you're doing drugs. Just don't do it in front of the small children. This is the other thing. Is I don't care if people pee in the street, but can you do it in the street? People keep peeing into the, onto the steps of my building. Like, they stick their dick through... Yeah. 
through the bars and then they pee on the stairs so that not only these marble stairs are wet, but they're wet with pee. And it's somebody's pee. But why can't you just go in between cars on the street? I could like, slip and fall on that if they're I marble. Could slip and fall on the marble. And, and plus, it's pee. Like, it's pee. I'm like, I listen, I'm with you on that. Pee I mean, listen, I've even peed in the street, I okay? Have too. Between two cars. Yeah. And so my thing is just like, I wouldn't dare want to go pee on someone's stoop. I mean, even if I'm drunk, high, or mentally crazy, which mm. I'm all of the above. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I guess we're talking about questionably housed etiquette. Right. And right. not every questionably housed person has no class, okay? You can be homeless and have class. And I've seen it. They use um, the takeout container. So, hey, if you're, gonna, if, if you're not going to finish your takeout, you know, you put it on top of a trash can. Why? Because A, someone might eat it, but B, you poop in it. You poop, you poop in the clamshell, right? And then you throw the clamshell away in the garbage can that they exist. And I know that it's not ideal, but it sure is nice to not have the poop on the street. And I've seen people like, you know, they're squatting over a clamshell and they're doing their dupe into it. And then they close it up and throw it away. And it's like, again, not ideal. <laughs> But thank you for your etiquette. I appreciate you. Exactly. Um, I appreciate you. Know, you I mean, neighbor. they're just, I, I mean, I, I just noticing those changes, and you're absolutely right, especially like on like Leavenworth, it, it's gotten a little bit better. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, this time last year, we were like, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, things were, things were scary. And I think things are scary again, but in a different way. The, the shootings with that i was just giving to go there so, now i have to look up in the sky and make sure there's not a crazy person on a rooftop ready to plow me well and um yeah, i looked at the numbers when we were 185 days into this year okay there had been 260 mass shootings i was already. right 260 260 and 185 so jesus that's one point shooting. 1.25 shootings a day so every three days there were two shootings jesus and but a shooting every day and that's um, scary. That's very scary. And that the gun laws have changed in a way that it's, there was the tax thing, right? About the AK-47s and saying, well, there's a 1,000% tax on it, but there's a way to get around it. Mm -hmm. um, I heard in, it's a joke of a comedian, but it's based in truth that it's the Snickers rule where you go into the gun shop and you say, I'd like the AK-47, and they go, uh-huh. And they say, would you like the Snickers package? And so you buy a Snickers bar for $990, and you buy an AK-47 for $10 or something, and the tax comes out because the the tax is on the gun, not on the candy. Well, anyway, so there's a loophole, so you can still pay $1,000 to get an AK-47. Something like that. It's stupid. It is awful. When, and and plus, guns. we're not allowed. We can't sue. See, so uh, Jim Crow Joe Biden, uh, the do-nothings. Uh, <laughs> we, can we just bring that back? Yeah, again? the status quo. The, I mean, he's just, he's like, well, he's, yeah, the, yeah, the, the we, no, wait, yeah. what's that? Were they called, the, they were the say, they were the say, not, were they were the, I thought they were the they were, they were the, was it the do-nothings or the? Say something like that. Yeah, they were the party in the 1800s. 1800s, yep. Early um, 1800s. When there were 16 parties. There were the anti-Nebraskans. I'm like, who hated Nebraska that much that there would be anti-Nebraskans? Have you been there? Yes. The Copperheads were... were I remember the Copperheads. Uh, and then, you're right, the do-nothings. And it was because you're not supposed to say that you were in the group. 
<laughs> something like that. There were the pro bank Democrats, and that sounds pretty fucking like both like parties. right now. <laughs> fucking pro bank Democrats, but like Biden. He's a pro bank. I mean, we'll get to. But yesterday he signed. Um, <laughs> he signed the gun law. So he signs a gun safety bill and it doesn't really mean shit. So uh, this is from NPR. Biden signed on Saturday, signed a, a law into the first major gun legislation passed in 30 years wow. since the Clinton administration. Wow. The signing comes just over a month after mass shootings in a Texas elementary school oh that God. killed 19 children and two adults. The attack came right. two days after the racist uh, mass shooting in uh, Buffalo new york that killed 10 black people oh my god and then while this bill doesn't do everything i wanted to include the actions um so the legislation which passed on the house 234 to 194 not 195 was approved by the senate uh, which is the red flag laws that allows groups to petition courts to remove weapons from people deemed a threat to themselves <gasps> Um, in addition, the bill expands an existing law that prevents pe people convicted of domestic abuse from owning a gun, including dating partners rather than the spouse and the former spouse. I think that was called the boyfriend, uh, the boyfriend law. That's, you know what? That's great. If someone, if, if you have been known as a domestic abuser, you really shouldn't have access to weaponry to hurt people in a more extreme way. If you're trying to hurt people and we recognize that as a people and we go hey you hurting somebody that you're intimate with and they say they go to the police which is rare <laughs> and say i'm being hurt take this we have to do something about this those people if they're identified as people who harm people let's not give them weapons and that also makes sense for the suicides if you have been a danger to yourself or others. If you've been 5150 for trying to kill yourself, having access to a gun makes it easier for you to kill yourself. And if you're a super sad kid or person and you're angry and you've been, you know, subjugated and you're like, oh, I'm gonna kill myself anyways and I'm gonna take as many people out with me. That's fucked up. But that's, people think that way. There's movies about, I mean, I mean, not, there's, uh, it, we're, oh, 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 it also does. It also expands uh, background checks on people. Great. The ages of 18 to 21. That's it. Seeking to buy a gun. Now there's a bunch of white domestic terrorists. Yep. That are, yes, they're in that age group, mm -hmm. but they're all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. are getting programmed. Like you don't have to go to a Klan rally or a Nazi rally to get programmed anymore. No, you, you can, can zoom one. On, yes. You can, you just, can just zoom just one. Type online. Yeah. Like, for ex okay, KKK and Zoom meeting. I, there's gotta be <laughs> right. Sorry. They're meeting all over. I'm just, the internet has made it easier. No, of course. The Rob Boy Zoom meeting. Right? Exactly. <laughs> but but I, yeah. I mean, but I mean, but here's the thing. It's Some great. states, I believe, already have the red flag gun laws. Like for example, I believe in Buffalo, New York, that crazy boy. Uh, I mean, excuse me, not boy, grown man. Oh. Um. He, I think he, they had flagged him, but it went under the radar. Here's another, what happened in Highland Park in the suburb of Chicago. That man, and they need to stop calling him a teenager. The man is 23 years old. Wow. Wasn't a kid. Wasn't a kid. His father ran for mayor in Highland Park, lost. Doesn't regret buying the son for his crazy 
white supremacist son that gun who was that which they found him at a trump rally haha <laughs> wow. not surprised right wow 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 this bo- man, man i had to keep i'm saying boy is an insult but man yeah had been fl- had been flat he had been called listen he threatened to murder his whole family wow he uh the police uh the police he was had, he had been flagged basically yeah. and the police he had 16 knives that they took away after the fact that they found out he wanted to murder his family once somebody in the higher up in the police uh, said so the police actually the local police were trying to do their job trying to do their job yeah. can't believe i'm saying that but it went under the cracks because then someone higher up said no no they have money don't worry about it they have money this happens don't worry yeah and then they kill people well it's the whole um it's that their behavior is being rewarded by each other and it can be on the internet it's look at the id too. and then incels remember we talked about incels these are a bunch of men who feel slighted they feel that their entitlement has been ripped from them that they somehow deserve something there's a comedian who last night i had to rip into because oh. because he was Let's his go. patriarchy was so he's like women just I have money. Just bleh, like, why don't you like what? me? Like, Wait, uh, at least what? just basically in some men, behavior, that's a flag, right? Men who think that women owe them something because they're a guy. Fuck you. We don't owe you anything. We're people. And that you wow. see us as objects. There is something to own or give you the pussy. Why won't you just give me the pussy? Like his whole thing was about women. All you have to do to get whatever you want is just give us the pussy. And it's Secure. like, Ew. but also like gross mama? and entitled and fuck you, man. Wash your balls or be more charming or figure Don't blame women. Go because, to etiquette school. Right. But it's when you blame the other for what's wrong with you. And that's and that's what happens when people I'm home alone and everyone hates me and it's bleh. well then man do something about it do something about your behavior go get a fucking take a take a pottery class meet some ladies talk to women like people you know and you know what make friends oh I don't know how to, no one likes me I don't Nobody know how to make friends me. I don't, I don't. it's like because then, you, your personality sucks right. that's why no one likes you get Maybe off the you. first person shooter game with your friends go I'm gonna put my gun in your pussy mouth Get off your fucking internet game. Go out. Do something positive. Hey, maybe you know what you could do? You could meet women volunteering. Why not go, you know, instead of being like, nobody gives me anything. I'm going to kill everybody. I'm going to get up on the rooftop and shoot everybody because I don't get enough. And I deserve more. Why don't you fucking go give? Go to a shelter. Find, there's a, give food away. There's, there's all kinds of ways to volunteer. Be a big brother or sister. Meet, go to a, you know, there's so go many to therapy. Ways. Go to therapy. But yeah, working, there's so many ways to volunteer. There's so many positive things that you can do to change. No one, when people blame other people, you're the only one that can change you. I'm the only one that can change me. It's when you're in a situation, like I've, and I see like, why does this always happen? And then I have to realize the reason it's always happening is because it's me. Uh, I'm there. I'm right. the common denominator here. Right. So if I want change, I have to change myself. So I can't blame. But isn't this why there? You don't see women in cells. I mean, you right. only see males. I mean, and it's all. And don't get me wrong. I mean, here's the thing. 
white nationalists and incels have been going hand in hand and connecting for sure. a very long time. Mm -hmm. We see what's going on with these mass shooters. A lot of them are under the age of 20 or under the age of 25 or what have <sighs> you. And they are being programmed online and what have you. Mm -hmm. And they don't have people skills. And right, yeah. a lot of them tend to be gamers. I'm not blaming gamers. I'm not one of those people that's like, blame, blame the video games. No, there's something wrong with you. Right. Now I'm seeing that exactly. slip into our community where yeah. I'm seeing some brothers who are giving a lot of incel vibes. Mm. Like there's a lot, like for example, R. Kelly just got found guilty. Woo. I, I'm on some of these chats with some of these brothers that I'm like, oh, you are... You're an incel. You went there. Mm. And a lot of them tend to in, end up liking people like Ben Shapiro. So they're tapping into a little bit of that white nationalist mentality yeah. as well. It's an entitlement it's, thing. It's, yeah. And, and I, if, if black dudes are picking up entitlement, you know, you're picking up the white man's throne. Right. right. And the thing is, a lot mantle. of these brothers I'm seeing listening to are blaming single mothers, single black mothers oh. on the fall of the black family. I'm like, where's your daddy at? Yeah. Who raised you? Oh, your mm. daddy. They're taking, they're, there's no accountability that sure. they're doing. Sure. And then on top of that, I think a lot of some of these brothers that are incels are jealous of black women's success because we do have, we're uh, work ethic. Our work ethic is amazing. <laughs> We're exactly. the most over. Uh, a lot of us are pretty much educated, and you you're, have to be an overachiever because you're a black woman, and everyone's going to look at you, and you have to work five times Type as hard harder. as everyone else. Exactly. Everyone else to do everything, and it's not fair, and it sucks. But you're not sitting there going, and I, I wish. We're black saying, women could pick it up and say we are entitled look what we're doing but then people go you're an angry black woman and so you're you're damned if you America, do and you're damned if you don't it. exactly <laughs> and we're going to end up saving your ass again because this whole roe v way uh, which we try to tell you to some tell of you white you. ladies we try to tell y'all Ooh, we try to tell y'all but y'all y'all wanted to do that 55 percent out there that would vote for that orange monster yep. we, you know you thought you're just no, you know. I, I you know, ec economically, it's gonna help me, bitch. And yeah. now your womb is gone and snatch. How's it taste, motherfucker? Well, it's it's just putting women back into a place where we don't have the same rights as men do. And this is a total non sequitur, but I wrote a joke today because I didn't really get a Brazilian. I lied on Facebook today. I said <laughs> I, I, I said on Facebook today that I got my first Brazilian wax and learned that guys don't do this, I think that men should wax their balls I, for uh, equality. Because when you get a Brazilian, now I learned recently that the skin of your vaginal vestibule, the outer part where people are, women are shaving or Brazilianing, is similar skin to the nutsack. And yet men will, oh, I shaved my nutsack for you, didn't you shave? But they will not get a Brazilian. But I, women are expected to pull off on woo. the most sensitive parts of our body all of the stuff to quaff our our pubic, our things that make us look like adults. Yes, I don't, I, I, yeah. I am so hairy right now and I'm going to Greece hairy. I haven't shaved my armpits. I haven't shaved my legs. I haven't shaved my, I am hairy and that's just the way it is. And I'm not, it's, it's my one symbol against the patriarchy. They expect us to shave. And now that I they expect themselves to shave, but they still won't get the Brazilian. So they expect us to be this clean, 
thingy, like all like a baby. And for what? For their for for their own sexual pleasure and gratification, and they're for for them. Right. And the thing is, and you they know, convinced us that we like it. Oh, I like getting ingrown hair. No, but we, not me, but some of us ladies convinced ourselves that are programmed ourselves to have to do that or to think that it's nasty and gross listen here's one thing i trim because hair carries smell and you should trim too dudes i listen i like i like pubic hair i remember i got excited when i was like a, a tween when i started to get it i was like oh Hell my yeah. god i'm turning into a lady um but i also knew to keep that shit trimmed I've only gotten hot wax once, and that's when I was going to the islands. But I had that triangle, baby. I had that triangle. Just let it know, like, keep her trim. But you can keep her slim, but keep her trim. And so, because <laughs> my my shit can turn into Angela Davis, and I've and during COVID, I let that shit go. Dude, I'm so hairy, but I don't care. Here's the thing, though. I was watching one of those prison shows, Back to Prison, with the girls, and it was girls hey. all under 18 in prison, and oh, they were yeah, talking man. to them, and they were like, what's the first thing you're going to do when you get out? And the majority of them were saying, shave my disgusting legs. I can't believe I haven't had all this See, hair. And it's right? like, the first thing you're going to do is embrace the patriarchy. The first thing you're going to do when you get out of jail, when you've been oppressed, is seek more oppression. Good for you. And I don't like to use the word bitch, but you dumb bitch. I would have uh. said go to the mall or get some head. I, I mean, <laughs> there's so many things. But these are girls under 18. You under said? 18. Okay. But that they're already indoctrinated. They're yeah, they're that it's You're indoctrinated that the first thing you're going to do is shave your legs is just to embrace that image of what men think you should be. Oh, I'm so angry at putting back feminism. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing with Roe v. Wade. It's men telling women how they should be. You're supposed to be like this. You're supposed to be virginal and pure. But I'm going to fuck you like this because I watch porn. Except it's Pornhub, but we're stealing money from people. Let's all do OnlyFans. Let's actually give people money for their labor. It's just another way to enslave women, to make us do things the way they want it. What about what we want? They're doing it. They're, damn, Society. they're doing it. Look where we're at. Look where we're the at. Last, the last time I sat in the studio with you, we did have a choice. Yeah, I know. Uh, and now we're, yeah. Oh, but hey, ladies, don't worry. It's going to get better because they're going after what next? Gay people. Well, contraception. Oh, contraception. And then the gays. And then, the and, gays. Then, and then they're going after Brown versus education. So black people, out for some of y'all high Christian black folks, that, and especially you men, that think that, oh, you're happy because Roe v. Ray got overturned? Well, here's a fun fact. This is going to affect your black ass, too, because they want to go after uh, uh, what? Uh, board versus education. Brown, Brown versus, versus education. Yeah, segregation. Se yeah. Um, but if, okay, but here's the thing about Roe v. Wade, though. If Roe v. Wade really stayed, like, abortions are super, super illegal everywhere. Let's talk about this dystopian future. Abortions are super, super illegal. Contraception, difficult to get. Are we going to start going after deadbeat dads? Are we actually going to keep the patriarchy accountable for their fucking seed? You fucking assholes. Or is it all going to be women? Is it still going to be single fucking moms working on their... Are you going to force us to be a single mom, but then we get no help? Because what? Because you're a man and you can do whatever you want? 
Fuck you. Because you own us because we're just cows that have babies. For what? That we have to take care of because they're consumers for you for later? Are you going to eat them? What are you going to do? How are you going to use, how are you going to make them a consumer? Are you going to take away our ability and then you're not going to support us? Like, you're going to force us. No maternity leave. Right, no maternity, like exactly. So, are we? Are we just gonna? Is this gonna be like the olden days where we're in the fucking field working and then we're pregnant? And we just drop a baby and use the spade and shovel and just cut it off and go up. Oh, now I have a baby and you strap the fucking baby to your tit and you keep farming because you're what? You don't have a husband because they? Or, or are we just gonna go back? Yes, it's gotta be marriage, man and a woman. That's what's gonna do. It's gonna be this contraception thing and then they're gonna say, well, it's only between a man and a woman, and we're just they're gonna pull it all away from us because they can, I guess. I need to move to Greece. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, when you leave, I'm gonna be dead. It's you're, fine. You're gonna be like, oh man, I gotta come back to on that American dirty ass soil. Oh my gosh. I mean, and the thing is, oh Pam, God, the the questions that you are going to get about what? About, oh, about everything. About yeah. everything here. I know. Like that's the true. world is. I mean. There's some fucked up shit going on in the UK and in Sri Lanka. Shout out to Sri Lanka, by the way. All you gotta right. check it. They they ousted the prime minister and went through Ooh. and had a pool party at his house. There's whole video. Oh, but anyway. that's great. But here, one the, of my friends is from Sri Lanka. I'll ask her. Oh, she's probably celebrating. Yeah. Um, but here, everyone is watching us move backwards, like beyond, like in Ireland in Parliament. Uh, one of the politicians was just like, is, is America even a democracy anymore? Nope. They pretend like they are, but they've, have they really have? And I'm like, thanks, brother, because yeah. us, me being a minority, we've been trying to tell everybody, like, ain't no democracy up in no. this motherfucker. It's, well, it's money. It's all capitalism. It's, it's all capitalism. And on top of that, I mean, women are already having an issue to get contraception. Yeah. It's already become a thing. Yeah. And because that's what we know. Of course, we know they're going after gay marriage because they don't like the gays. Yeah, they because they're really it's did. because it's coming from a moralistic standpoint. That's the whole thing that makes me crazy about Roe v. Wade. Is it's supposed to be separation of church and state? Not anymore. And if the church is saying if abortion is this fucking moral issue, you know what? Your morality is different than mine. Your morality is different than mine because I think that there shouldn't be any guns. And I think that murdering people is really bad and that we're not restricting access, that we're restricting access to a woman's body, but not to killing a bunch of people. So you can kill a bunch of people, but you can't, you know, hey, and you know what? It's just like that Hitler thing. Kill the baby. If if you're going to be a bad mom, you're going to fucking raise a school shooter. If you, if I had been forced to have a baby, I have a joke about it, but it's fucking real. I love drinking alcohol and I drink a lot less now than I did. But in my 20s and 30s, if I had a kid, I would have been a bad mom because I'd be drunk. I would when you're drunk and blacked out, you could fuck up a kid. You you just could there. You know, you come out of a blackout and you're holding a baby. Jesus Christ, don't make me do this. You know, don't make women do this. Let them make choices for their own lives. They can decide their own motherfucking morals, you assholes. Let us choose our own morality. I don't believe in Jesus anymore. You do? Good for you. But I don't. So your laws, your morals, don't attune to me. That's not what freedom means, you dickhead. And they love to use the word freedom. And thank you very much for bringing guns and abortion yeah here's something that happened last month if you did not if you did not know the u.s supreme court did rule against uh restrictions on carrying firearms (gasps) in public 
So, it's by the way, certain states, I believe New York was one of them, had restrictions on carrying guns in in public. And here we go. Yeah. We care more about guns than babies, but yet, but yet, the fetus is more important than a real child's life right. that is sitting in a classroom. Exactly. Your guns, your your, your guns are your babies. Is that what you're telling That's, me? Yes. That and now, I mean, because we know this is going into a handmaid's tale hell. <laughs> so we already know we're already there. I mean, I mean, I already knew after Judge W that yeah, we were going to be yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Well, after Amy Coning Barrett, when she went in, it was like she was the, she yeah, was an intern she was, for she Scalia. She was the cherry on the cake. She was the cherry on the cake. We knew because she was, she was an intern for Scalia. She has seven kids. They totally brought her to the Supreme Court to say, look, it's a woman and she doesn't like abortion either. It's a moral thing. But She's it's not. She's part of the Catholic cult, too. Jo- ju- judges are not supposed to be using their own it's separation of church and state and so anyways but, it's all falling apart but, but, but clarence back. thomas is the mm, mm. that mother okay so you know how much i love to say the word sellout on this show mm. yeah i don't know how further Django you can get with him I don't know how much of a Thomas, Uncle Thomas, <laughs> more that you can get with him. Though Uncle Tom is actually the opposite of, if you read the book. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, but I know we in the black community have never liked that Negro. We've never been a fan. I mean, the motherfucker don't smile. That was my, I think that was my first motherfucker mm-hmm. of the day. And I mean, come on, Anita Hill. I know, I know. I the mean, weird pubic hair oh, thing. So strange it's yeah pubic hair on the coat just out, inappropriate but let's not forget who pushed him in who's our president right now uh biden who pushed it was it really yeah look come on uh, if you look i will never forget being a 10 year old sitting there watching those hearings with I, my grandparents. I remember that too sitting there but here's the thing this motherfucker so you want to get after he went after roe v ray great yeah. success they want to go after everything else are they going out is he going to want to go after loving versus virginia I don't know what that is. Interracial marriage. Oh my gosh. 1967. Wow. They could try. I never even thought. Who's Clarence Uncle Thomas married Ooh, to? Is he married to a white woman? Yeah. Oh, really? Okay, so I, I think. Didn't know that? I didn't know that. I think that. Um, I think that he's Supreme. Finally, he made himself a white man now. He's, 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 done, the, uh, he's, he's done the Michael Jackson. He's got to get the skin lightning cream. Uh, <laughs> he's got to get the vitiligo, the accidentally, uh, accidental vitiligo. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Um, and uh, or um, yeah, the Lego is the the skin like thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm upset that the Supreme Court. I don't think they should be lifetime appointments because That's... people are too young right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we should be able to vote them out. I don't understand why Trump was able to put so many in. I feel like there's a larger scale conspiracy that we're not addressing of people that are pulling the strings because everything is going backward, and we have a democratic president, we could actually be making changes and moves right now. And I, instead things are moving backward and, and, I, and everyone's going to go when nothing happens with Biden and another Republican comes up and they're all going to be like, well, we might as well. I mean, our complacency is a problem. Uh, thank you. And if you, if we think guns are more important than children, then I mean, Hey, I guess and yet, and I don't Christian and they're Christian. <laughs> the, the thing is that, the thing about the guns that's so dumb is that people keep grasping to the Second Amendment. And the purpose of the Second Amendment, if we're looking, and that's the thing what a 
Supreme Court does is they try to take the Constitution and say, what does it really mean from a law standpoint and what are we doing? And especially if it's, oh, we can have guns. But the the reason that we had them was to rise up against our oppressor if if Unless it was our black. own government, right? Were black people not allowed to have guns in the Second Amendment? Well, I guess black people weren't people we until were slaves. then, right? <laughs> um, but at the time, it was about the English taking quarter, meaning that it was before the Revolutionary War, and when soldiers, if you had a farm, and let's say you're in Virginia, the English could just come in and, and take, take t- they could live in your house. They could fuck your daughters. They could steal all your food. And you had to do that. You had to give them quarter because that's just the way it is with the army or whatever. And Amer- Americans, before they were Americans, were like, fuck that. And don't you, I'm going to protect my fucking land. Don't you do it. And so it was about they're, rising they're the burglars. up. Right. So it was saying, get up. This is my stuff. I, I'm not going to do this for you. We're rising up against our oppressors. We need to be able to protect ourselves, even from our own government, if it comes to that. But now, having a gun is fucking pointless. If you've got a 38, like my dad does, my dad was like, yeah, I got a gun. Why don't you have a gun, Pam? You live in the Tenderloin. Having a gun in the Tenderloin would only make things more dangerous. It only makes things more dangerous. But... Who does my dad have to protect himself in Tucson on a golf course living with old people? Who, with its security guards? You can't even get into the fucking housing complex. What could you possibly need a gun for? I, I See, I, 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 <laughs> I, I do think you have the right to have guns. I don't think you have the right to have a fucking AR-15. Right. An AK-47. Sure, sure, semi-automatic, like, automatic. Semi- what the fuck? You go, how are you going to shoot deer meat with a semi- semi-automatic? That is a weapon to slaughter, dude. Yeah. And you, there's it, nothing wrong to me. There's nothing wrong with having a bitch ass Beretta or them little like fun little toy guns that ladies keep in their pocketbook mm. because you know shit can get hot. But I carry a taser. I'm not there a gun you person. Go. Exactly. I have that choice. That's what I like. I have that choice to do that. But having a weapon of war, what mm. the fuck? Why? Why? What why? Do, they, do they? I mean, because if you are, let's say you are a hunter, and they say it's for hunting, then you're a fucking shitty hunter because. <laughs> You should. You need a. You need a gun that sprays a billion bullets. You, the going. whole point of hunting, if you're gonna hunt, is to stalk your prey. And you. I mean, if you're a real hunter, fucking bow and arrow, bitch. Like, do it like alone. Season eight. Uh, shout out to Cody. Um, I just watched it on Netflix. I fucking binge that shit. And if you're gonna murder an animal, and use every part of it, and you're a hunter, and you respect the land. Fuck yeah, man. I Fuck do, yeah. I totally would. I totally agree with the bow and arrow thing. But <laughs> here's some. I mean, we just know that white folks love their guns, so they love them more than their children. So, as someone that is also, I think maybe I am programmed into the fact of. I think guns are okay for a certain thing, but I do not. I do not believe in weapons of war. I yeah. don't believe in mm, it. I'm sorry. No. Not and, for and, and, home use. Yeah, and my thing is, and here's the thing. My grandfather used to shoot. He used to shoot, and he kind of taught me how to shoot, and I've shot a gun with him cool. uh, when we were shooting uh, stuff outside in the backyard, and he used to shoot groundhogs and, this, and sell it to this guy that would eat them. Anyway, oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, so I remember he would shoot that, you know, but it, it was hunting. Hunting. Or he was teaching me how to properly shoot and and making money and 
focusing and patience. Because yeah. here's the thing about here's the thing about having a rifle and shooting. Patience. Mm. It teaches you how to aim and have patience. There's a, something guns to me, you know, there's an art to it. But most motherfuckers don't know that art. They're too busy wanting to kill, 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 or look cool, or this is my penis, my other penis right. kind of thing. Yeah, this is my sure. cheesemo thing. It just doesn't, but I mean, if you have to use an AK-47 to Ugh. kill something, then you're just not good at shooting. Because if you're going to be like marksmanship and shit like that, like all that what it, Olympic shit, Thank right? You. Like, that, like that thing that they do. That with was... the cross-country skiing, and then they've got the rifle, and they've got to, like, go a couple miles and then sit down so, and shoot. Sh yeah. That's fucking hard shit, man. You got to—that's athletic, and then the Multiple focus, and yeah. like, all of that, and being able to use your body in that way to move and then stop and calm it and shoot. That's—man, that's some serious, awesome That's skill. some serious shooting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I don't have a problem with—and I don't have a problem with, like, Old Westy kind of stuff, but, man— the only reason for someone under the age of 25, well, for anyone to buy AK-40s, who, are you, you, who not, are you trying to hurt, mommy? Right, that's what it is. I mean, I mean, come on, dude. Like, it, it's, <laughs> you can't hunt. I mean, you're killing your meat. Yeah. I mean, literally, you're killing the animal, but you're killing your meat. Yeah. And it is for war. I'm sorry. There is, I I don't care how fucking fun and how much you get off on it. I We don't need them. And you're not going to use... Your AR-15 ain't going to go up against the goddamn U.S. government. We got right. drones, motherfucker. Exactly. You got, do you have a drone yet? Yeah. Do you have a nuclear bomb? Exactly. I don't think so. So when I hear these crazy-ass people talk about, I'm, it's protecting myself from the government. Yeah, they're, Honey... Go read your history book. Pam just gave you a brief, brief history <laughs> on what and why they had the Second Amendment. And it was, yeah, up against the government that had the same kind of gun. Right. Exactly. <laughs> if they had There's those no muskets now. with bayonets and all that shit. If you had to make your own bullets and Laura Ingalls Wilder this shit, like, I'm okay with that. But, you know, spraying 10 bullets a second, Why? Unless you want to go to a major event and murder a bunch of people. And it, it's, it. it's so scary to me. And I didn't go to Gay Pride this year because, man, I'm oh, freaked there was, out. You heard there was some stuff going on there? No. I, oh. There was, I, there, was some, they, there was some stuff in, was it in New York where there was a truck? They found a truck full of guys that yes. were going to go to gay something. That was in Idaho, too. I, that happened in Idaho as well. And, and they caught them, and so they didn't oh, do anything. Idaho. yeah. And that's great. And thank you for doing your job. Please, people, and not letting people be slaughtered. But th I feel like that can happen anywhere now. And like, it's such a real fear. And I've even heard people on the street talking about, like, being in crowds and being scared of stray bullets. So it's not just me no, that's no. feeling this really heightened level of, and this is the thing that makes me crazy, is how much money our fucking government spent on anti-terrorism bullshit. And we are now our own domestic terrorists. We are bigger, t how many people have died with shootings compared to 9-11? I'd like to know the fucking numbers. Because when those towers went down, it was about 3,000 people, 2,900 and something that died. 
And then there were all the people that got cancer and died. And, and then they're still all dying, the, too. And then the, all that stuff, right? Okay, so let's count those numbers up. And, oh, all the war on terrorism, terrorism, terrorism. We're on terrorism for oil. Terrorism, terrorism. And yet we're having a... Where is the war against terrorism and against our own fucking people? Because it's happening. We... This I am so scared. It, it is a civil war. Yeah, with terrorism. This is, and this is why I'm like, the warning signs, I mean, go further back before I was born. But as an adult and ha as a registered voter, I saw it with W. And I saw the fact that, oh, shit, if this shit don't get stopped, the pot is going to explode. And then we had some Obama. And for like we were kumbaya for about a year and we were asleep. Yeah. While they were working. Why? What? Those Republicans were working because mm. remember we had the Tea Party, y'all. That's right. But, remember H Hobby Lobby? Uh, yeah, all that stuff. You know, but Wait, what's Kamala doing though? Where's no, she? Why well, haven't even seen her anywhere? I haven't the seen Democrats her. The Democrats are doing a poor job. I mean, but going back to, I have to go back yeah, to what yeah, you yeah, were please. talking about with Pride. We, I got messages from people at work that were saying, "Be cautious." They have Proud Boys that are out and about looking. You know, for some trouble. Um. And then in Alameda, you had some proud boys that went into, like, the children's, you know, uh, the drag queens that read the books. Oh. They, proud boys came in and disrupted. There's a whole video of that. Oh, my God. Drag queens lead, reading books? That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. That's, yeah. like, the nicest thing. And here's some of these dusty motherfuckers coming here. Traumatizing, traumatizing. small children. Yeah. Who love costuming and love makeup and... People that are larger than life. I love drag queens. I think there's an artistry and a beauty and a fun and a just a whimsicality. It's, there's innocence to it. It's not always about sex. It's but... not about sex. It's about it's about costuming and performance and and I'm seriously, I fucking love that shit. Yeah, and expressing whatever you want to express in an, in an over the top flamboyant fashion. Fuck yeah, people express yourself. Children, it's gorgeous. Right. Why we got to be so Because because There's men dressed as women. Oh, I'm so scared. You know what you're scared of? Your tiny dick. You're scared that you find a man attractive. Can't you just be more pansexual? Be attracted to whatever. I'm pansexual. Like can't you just I mean, honestly. Why can't you go get, seek help? Yeah, it, go well, get that help. too. There's get some fucking help. What did your mama and daddy do to you? Yeah, somebody did something. Or society, or, or the or, classroom, or you, or you were just raised in a fucking white nationalist fucking family. I don't know, but some, something is something wrong with y'all. Yeah. And then going back to what you said, what Kalama is doing, the Democrats ain't doing shit. Ain't doing that shit. is why there is a poll right now that said that has Biden at, I think at. 34 percent oh, that's, that's lower, lower than, than fucking trump, trump. Oh, God. and the, now they're in the new oh. york times they're saying majority of democrats do not want biden to run again yeah sure yeah you just had fucking nancy pelosi and the dnc who basically pushed in henry quavar out of texas who was up against uh, jessica sesnos uh it, she was a progressive she anti-abortion or not pro, you know pro not pro-life i'm sorry her choice, her choice thank you you know progressive what does but, but but let me tell you yeah, what yeah, yeah. they they pushed henry quavar in who is under investigation for corruption uh what's going on in uae mm. on top of that he's uh he's anti-choice and pro nera or nera this is what our Democratic Party just pushed in, and then Biden was about to uh, put in an anti-choice um, judge on one of the circuits, oh and then God. he got pushed back. So 
Biden did not do that. I mean, if anyone looks at Biden's record after Roe v. Wade, because remember, he's been senator since that. Sure, sure. Um, he was anti-choice. Wow. Here's a question, though. What the fuck's Kamala doing about this Roe v. Wade thing? Where's her voice? She's a woman. She's a woman. Where's her voice? I don't know. What the fuck? She is. I don't. Please say something. The The, do nothings. Please. What I'm talking about. Say something. Say anything. Remember when I was saying like Melania, Melania, whatever her name was, because I didn't, I never hear her voice, so I never. And I would say, say something. Say anything. Pick up any. Pick up anything. And say that this is what I'm championing. Her interviews have been terrible. Where is Joe Biden's wife? Where's the first lady doing anything? Where's Where are the female voices saying, hey? By the way, the Biden administration just took a slap at progressives and the activists that are pissed off about Roe v. Wade because they knew. Yeah. We, You remember we talked about the leak? Yeah. And they did nothing then? They didn't do anything. And so then you go, they're like, just like, oh, oh whatever. And now I get fucking, everyone's getting harassed by the DNC and the DNCC for donations. Right. But you know, what they're saying is, November, you just need to come out. Motherfuck, we came out back in 2020. Yeah. I would not be mad if people sat out because you're the do-nothings. But, <laughs> but. Again, I'm a fighter, and most of the people I know are fighters, and you can't quit if we don't do something and push. Even now, we're fighting up against our Democratic machine yeah. and the fake-ass liberals. Mm. And are there moderates? I don't think so. Get the fucking do-nothings out. Well, it's about do people care about others or don't they? Because don't. For, for me... You know, I could just sit back on this Roe v. Wade thing and be like, fuck it. I'm going through through menopause. I haven't had a period in over a year. I ain't having any babies. That's not happening for me. So lucky me. So who the fuck cares about the future? I don't have any kids. I don't have to worry. Fuck them. I'm going to die soon. Fuck the future. I could think that way. No, I think it's the fact that- <laughs> Or I could be like, oh, it, the future matters and we should let people have uh, Freedom choice. of choice. Freedom of choice over their bodies. Because once they take your- rights. They may listen. You may not have any childbearing eggs left, but you know what's coming down the line because anything they take away is going to eventually affect you. Sure, sure. Well, it's it's because, um, you know, they just it used to be called uh, witchcraft, and now they call it feminism. <laughs> so they're gonna burn me because they're like, she wants to live alone with a cat. She doesn't want any roommates. How? How dare I live without a man? How dare I not cook and clean for a man? How dare I not take care of children, the shittiest roommates? How dare I want to live alone? You know what? You call it witchcraft. I call it feminism. Pam, how many years have we been doing this podcast where we talk about abortion and all the stories? And we saw the snowball rolling and rolling. Oh, we saw it. We saw it. And, And the thing is... We would get mad about it. Get mad. And, and <laughs> again, if the Democrat, how could the Democratic establishment just be like, well, we didn't know this was coming? <laughs> like, <laughs> we didn't know. I know. <laughs> it's like, I guess. You didn't, you don't, I mean, don't you always like, we're in earthquake country. So right? don't you always put something away just in case mm-hmm. if that big one happens? Water. This yeah. was the big one, yep, and it happened. Yeah. And now the only thing that uh, 
this is what Bi the Biden administration is slapping progressives because we're angry and the activists and the protesters saying that we're going a little bit too far. Motherfuck you, we're yeah. going too far. No, it's, we got it. How do we, how do we, uh, you're showing who you really are, how, Jim Crojo. How do we show them our displeasure with what's happening? Um, Oof, I'm getting my IUD taken out <coughs> and oh. I want to keep it and wear it like a necklace. Um, <laughs> I'm hopefully they'll let me uh, keep it. But I hope that women can have IUDs in the future and that they can make choices for their own bodies and uh, their own health and well-being, both mentally and emotionally and physically, because, you know, we're people. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even think about the unemployment of a lot of those people that are going to be out of work. Yeah. Well, it's you know, women's labor. Let's just not value it. <sighs> All right. Uh, what do you want? Last words here. We're almost done. We've, we've been doing it. It's, this has been exciting. Oh, this is great. Yeah, I can't wait. If Hopefully we can work together with the Phoenix Day thing and the Absolutely. 7th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Coming at you. Coming this fall. Yeah, apply now through the 31st if you're a comedian and you want to get on that thing. It's going to be great. I know I got shows at the Alameda Comedy Club. Got shows all over San Francisco. It's going to be amazing. Uh, stay angry, everyone. Uh, last, <laughs> right? Everybody stay angry. We have to. Yes. It's the only thing that's going to make some change. It, is it, it motivates. You know, unfortunately, anger, I mean, anger motivates, man. Anger motivates. Unless you're just one of the lazy assholes that just complains. Then retribution. Like Karen over here with the bike early. I know. <laughs> it's like, if you're going to use your voice, use it for <laughs> something. Not, I mean, please. Why? We went full circle we again. We went full, yeah, <laughs> just like a bike, round and round. round. But we got off the street. Yeah. yeah. Hey, everybody, look both ways before crossing the street. Uh, go. The next Sunday Streets is... And it's going to be Soma, uh, August 21st, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. That is a work in progress. Cool. And then after that is going to be Western Edition in September. Awesome. So. Uh, all right, thanks. All right. The Sheriff of Truth was oh. here. And we'll be back next week. Bye, Mr. White House, Chief Strategist in the Trump Administration, 45's main liar, misogynist, racist, homophobe, Steve Bannon man, Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon man, who is he? Oh, he's Steve, Steve Bannon man, he's Steve Bannon man, oh, the most hateful, the most hateful quotes, hate that's nigga, right, Bart is a hateful place. Gay oh. uh. rights have made us dumber, and it's time to get back in the closet. Hey, 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 hey. hey. Steve, 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 Banna. Steve, 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 Banna. Like a guard dog. Oh. Hoist it high and proud, the Confederate flag proclaims a glorious heritage. White is right. Oh. White is right. We're pretty racist against lots of things. Oh. Steve, 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 Banna. Steve, 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 Banna. Trannies whine about hilarious Bruce Jenner billboard. He's still calling them trannies. Oh, the 
misogyny, the homophobe, the transphobia. I can't believe it. Birth control makes women unattractive and crazy. I said birth control makes women unattractive and crazy. What? It makes you fat. It makes your voice unsexy. It makes you a slut. Because it's Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Big, big misogynist. Big, big hater. Uh, 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 what else? Uh, Dangerous faggot tour returns to colleges in September. I said, suck it up, buttercups. Suck it up. Suck it up. Steve, 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 Steve Bannon. Steve is the hate nasty. Steve Gotta hate the fags, gotta hate the Jews, gotta hate the ladies and all of you. Suck it up, buttercups. Dangerous faggot tour returns to colleges in September because he's Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Steve, 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 Steve Misogyny. Homosexuality. Racism. He's all of it. He's all of it. Yeah, it's great. You just kill yourself. Mm-hmm. I got a gun right here and off yourself now. The solution to online harassment is simple. Women should just log off. They're screwing up the internet for men by invading every single space we have online and ruining it with attention-seeking, needy, demanding, and touchy-feeling form of feminism. Because women belong in the kitchen. Yeah. And no birth control. Bitch, be There's no hiring bias against women in tech. They just suck at interviews. Oh, we don't know how to talk. Would you rather have your child have feminism or cancer? What the fuck does that mean? I really want Steve Bannon to get cancer. Yeah, he looks like he Steve, does. Steve, Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Oh. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. World Health Organization report trannies 49 times higher HIV rate. There's that word again. Homophobia is rampant. Did we mention that he's a White House executive? Oh. (laughs) Did we mention he's maybe the second most powerful person in the United States? He's got the code. Misogyny and racism. Racism and transphobia and homophobia. Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Hate ass nigga. Woo! We did it again! <laughs> we do it every week. How do we do it? How does it keep happening? It's so amazing. Well, there's, uh, there's the old Steve Bannon, uh, rap from Hot Dirty P and the Sheriff. If you like that. We've got, I'm going to play another one. I'm going to play Women Who Work. Uh, this is the Ivanka one. She, in honor of her wanting to be <laughs> the president someday, because she's, you know, such that's so great. Uh, and then we come back from that. We're gonna. Everything is terrible. Five more things to worry about in 2018. If you weren't worrying enough, oof. Uh, if you weren't worrying enough, here's Women Who Work by Ivanka. <laughs> Dirty, hot, dirty pee and the sheriff coming at ya. Yeah. Coming at ya. Ivanka. Some magic. From Ivanka Trump. Women. Women who work. Women who work. 
she doesn't work, she doesn't work. Women who work, passion is what makes us feel most alive. Women who work, women who work, don't buy her book cause it's full of plagiarism. The trump card, her first book, nothing in that either. Women who work, women who work, she has some work advice, no matter what your age, your background.